everybody. Welcome into your podcast, episode 22. It's Chad, it's Wiz, back again. We have a guest here. Get to, her. Get to her in just a second. But 22, it's a great episode. Thank God we made it past 21. That's the last birthday that mattered. Until you get to 25, nothing else really matters at that age. But Facts. that was just when I started feeling like I was old. I feel like 24, I celebrate because I'm a Lakers fan. But yeah, after... Once you once you have that twenty third birthday and you try and get your friends out, everyone's like, "Yo, you know, like I'm kind of tired from <laughs> work." You're much. like, "Wow, like we're washed, <laughs> we're washed like a whole t shirt." <laughs> but uh, no, the happy to be here. Make sure to follow us, your podcast underscore OG on Instagram, on Twitter. Get it popping there. We want to thank again our guest here, Kayla Ranelli. Thank you so much for stopping in, Kayla. How are you? First of all. Hello, I'm doing good. I didn't even know it was 22. Like that's that's fate. That's the Taylor Swift episode. <sighs> I guess you you're know. right. I guess you're right. But Taylor Swift was talked about with Chucky in a previous episode. We're gonna get into something different here. It's not the diva episode. Okay. Right. Well, she's always relevant. But yeah, okay, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I'll accept it. I'll accept I haven't, it. I'll I haven't you told pass. you my I haven't told you my Jake Gyllenhaal thing. I need to tell you later. But because I already okay. told it, I told it during the Chucky episode, but a great interaction happened between me and like a 16 year old girl when I was working in Connecticut about that. But I'll tell you about it anyway. So okay. Kayla, aviation, social media queen. That's what that's the title I'm giving you. Um, you're also the lead singer of a band, Voluntary Hazing. You are here to talk boy bands. You're here to talk kind of that culture, kind of like we had with Chucky, just obviously instead of divas, it's boy bands and a little bit about kind of the background but i think the first thing we have to do in the nature of this podcast it's all fan and audience driven kayla you actually suggested a topic last week that we didn't get to because it got announced when we were recording so i think it's only right that we talk about it so you wanted to talk about yogurt so let's see what are your thoughts on yogurt kayla let's go oh i just was like really craving frozen yogurt (laughs) and i was like that's fun you know yeah Yogurt is weird because I feel like everybody had it all the time growing up. And I don't think, I don't know the last time I had yogurt. I mean, frozen yogurt is a different thing, but the last time, yeah, because frozen yogurt is fantastic, obviously. Even that I don't have a ton. I probably have once every couple months, but still like, I don't know when the last time I was like, you know, I want some Greek yogurt right now. I really don't know. Wiz, are you a yogurt guy? My thing is like, now I see yogurt as like a health food, you know, like if it's not gogurt. I'm like, okay, like, you know, like I'm being real healthy. I'm eating the yogurt right now, even though realistically, you know, it's like not that sugar. healthy. Yeah. yeah, it's like all sugar. <laughs> so, yeah, unless I'm like feeling like, you know, I need to like cleanse myself of my sins. I usually don't eat yogurt that often. What about you, Kayla? Are you a big yogurt person? You know, I've added it to my bringing my lunch to work mm. and, you know, just like compliments the salad, I guess. I'm trying. <laughs> there we go. Um, but, you know, you're struggling when you eat yogurt with a fork yeah that's <laughs> i've been that's there i idea. could not find a spoon in the office to save my soul so i'm like you know what i think what i think at do. that point i fold the top you just take the top yeah. and fold it into i've like heard a that ghetto. yeah you do that depending on yeah. trough most times though, crafty. most times you'd already thrown the lid away and you're like, oh yeah, I'm not going through the trash to get a lid to eat my food with. But um, oh, wait, that's probably lower than the fork. Yeah, yeah that would be trash. trash, trash foil is probably lower than the fork. You're right. That's See, so sad. And that's the glorious part about your podcast. We just got like three minutes off of yogurt. So anyways, we're going to get in now. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm excited. Boy bands. So Kayla, do you still have that poster on your wall? I have to ask. 
is this still one? up? The, uh, it was, I don't remember. I think it was Jonas Brothers. I don't remember which one it was, but you had a boy Joan. band poster on your wall forever. Okay, Jonas Brothers are gone. Jonas Brothers are Joan gone. Brothers. They didn't make the cut? Jonas Brothers. Yeah, well, okay, so you, you can't see. This is a whole nother story. I am going through the process of redoing my room. Gotcha. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, replacing that pink with like a light blue gray. <laughs> Growing up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's been overdue. Honestly, I think this pink makes me a little neurotic. It's very bright. Um, <laughs> but, okay, this is totally side story. But yes, we love science. We'll, we'll get okay, great. So when I was interviewing for my job, it was all on Zoom, middle of the pandemic, and I didn't have time to repaint my whole room, but I didn't want them to see me with like that pink wall. And I didn't want to use a virtual background because I'm like, mm, like I wanna wanna have it all out there, right? Nothing to hide. So I just had my one uh gray wall back here. And so that one is completely boy band free. <laughs> but <laughs> my professional wall when i'm doing like interviews for my job with the news i have the wall right that's the good wall um anywho i'm gonna pull i have signed all-star weekend right here oh there you go it was like when they were breaking up as a band so it was only five dollars it was also all-star weekend so you know (laughs) not not the hottest commodity there no, not at all. But boy bands are kind of making a comeback. We'll get into it. But I guess the the questions that we had, because for those of you who haven't listened, listen to the episode of Chucky Snyder. It was a fantastic episode where we talked about divas. Chucky can talk. So that was very fun hearing uh, Chucky go on and on about stuff that I just had no idea about. I love Chucky. Yeah. So a little bit about our background that I guess we should talk about. We met each other at KSJS, same as Chucky. And we were actually all three there together at the same time. And uh, Kayla back then ran social media for KSJS, the radio station, which was the, yep. you know, social media was great then. It's still pretty good now. I don't know. Do you still follow it? Yeah, they're doing a great job. Yeah. No, it is fun to like look back on your old projects and, you know, because it's almost like a child in a way. You're like, I built that a little bit, but um, it's so grown up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, so that's, that's where we met in what 2016 or something so a while ago and then yeah Yeah. just kind of stayed in touch kind of lost touch a little bit with the pandemic because we stopped going to school and stopped seeing each other and then you got a big job and I moved away and then now we're back so here we are but um let's get into it so boy bands I don't know would you consider yourself an expert on boy bands this is a question that we ask a lot of people I mean but an expert am I an expert on boy bands yes I, I'd say I know more than the, the typical person, I would say, <laughs> as I'm holding a book in my hand that is, um, yeah. <laughs> is a boy band Bible that's yeah. about the intersection of feminism and sex. That's a whole thing. But anyways. So, I, so what, yeah. one of the things we like to do is we like to take someone and what we consider an expert is the top 1% of people in the country. So oh, do no. you, you don't think you fit into that? You don't think you know more than 99 out of 100 people? Because you got to think like 70 or 80 of those don't know anything. Sure. But if we're talking about it, maybe in the general population. Yeah. But no, if that's, you that's go into the about. world of oh, boy no, bands, sure. if you go into fandoms. Yes. That's totally different. Like I am. I'm low. Mm-hmm. You're low in that regard. But so I guess first question if you had, can you put a definition on boy band? Cause it seems like there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bands that are all boys that aren't boy bands. So in your eyes, what makes a boy band a boy band? 
That's a great question <laughs> because there is no official definition. Um, but I would typically say it's a group of four to five singers who harmonize and generally dance together that is actively marketed to girls, tweens, young women. Okay. So you think that I never considered that part of it, that it was marketed to women, but that does make sense because that is the vast majority of the fans. That, that, that brings up my question because, you know, obviously boy bands kind of feel like, you know, at least to our generation, feels like a thing of the mid 2000s, right? But mm-hmm. given your definition, can a group like Silk Sonic, you know, Innocent Pack and Bruno Mars, can that be a boy band, even though it's only two men, but it's marketed towards, you know, kind of late 20s, early 30s women? Like, is that still a boy band or is that just a duo? You know, are they cut off from this from this class? I I would not classify them as a boy band, um, personally. I mean, you could make an argument, like in with my fit one of my favorite journalists, Maria Sherman. Um, she argues that the first boy band was Boys to Men, mm. Um, mm. which is you know that was not geared towards twelve year olds, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's it is in some people this is a great debate is a boy band just singers or like can it be a boy band if they play instruments yeah because like when i think of a boy band i think of the beatles i think that's the first boy band right because they they oh. fit all the criteria but they just kind of hit legend status before boy bands were a thing so they just so kind of get this pass that's a great that i feel like that's in a way a hot take for a lot of people like, but it's like kind that. of true. Yeah, it is because it's. It reminds me of this argument that people have where you get into it with anything where there's two sets of the same thing. Like I remember getting into an argument about this with news. Like, oh, is the Daily Show news? Like, no, but it does everything that a news show does. It just does it in a different way. So does that mm-hmm. make it not a news? It's like that's how I feel about this. Is like the Beatles. There were four at the time attractive young men. Although the bowl cuts are out of style now. They played good music. Young girls absolutely loved them. And the big difference was they just revolutionized everything because they were on the Ed Sullivan show and they made a billion records and whatever. But yeah, it's definitely different than what you see now. But I think mm-hmm. that has to be in the same category. No, what's, what's your yeah. what's your opinion? I would say they started out as a boy band and then I think their sound changed enough. And also because their sound changed, they started to get a different following. Mm-hmm. Um, that the boy band label kind of has been erased. Mm-hmm. But if you look back at their first concert reviews, their first album reviews from critics, critics hated them. They're like, oh my God, this is so vapid. Oh my God, it's just a bunch of screaming girls. But very similar to what we see nowadays. Um, it, yeah. And then, you know, you get to Sergeant Peppers and they're all doing their drugs and, you know, it's a little, it's a little less, I don't want to say accessible, but it's not the same, you know, straightforward pop songs. Um, the, the perspective started changing, they beetle mania whole thing. Right. Yeah. But they, they definitely started out as a boy band. And if you classify the Beatles as a boy band, then that opened, I think that, does kind of help to explain what else is a boy band because like one that's hotly contested or was back in the day was five seconds of summer Mm. five sauce they just had kind of a 
a revamp. What did they release? They released a song like last summer, didn't they? Two summers they, ago, they, that blew up. They had a song last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, you know, it's interesting because I feel like they've kind of crept under the radar in the mainstream world. Like they've kind of been accepted once they got started playing on hot adult contemporary radio. Like they kind of became not a like boy band anymore. Um, and maybe that's, that's something else that like, where are they being played? Right. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's another part of it too, is because boy bands kind of all have a really similar trajectory and development. And I don't want to say character arc cause it's not a movie, but they all kind of go through very similar things. They usually break mm-hmm. up and two or three of them get famous and then one or two of them mm-hmm. becomes alcoholics and then they kind of everything kind of goes downhill and it's a whole thing. But it seems like it happens a lot. But yeah, so moving off of that, because that's obviously the first wave, right? The Beatles and that then you get into the 80s and 90s and you have what you already mentioned is uh, the what everyone considers the first band, not boys to men. What's the what's the band that you just mentioned? The, uh, that you said the woman said was the first one but that it whole, was boys to men it was boys, it was boys yeah. to men. and then yeah. backstreet boys in sync you have kind of that well crop. Oh, who else let's see you, you before that you had new kids on the block oh there yes. we go yeah they yep Wiznos <laughs> and kotv um <laughs> that that was that was a totally different wave from nsync backstreet which have, have you heard of Lou Pearlman? No. And maybe this, this is an eye opener as to the, again, the marketing aspect of it. Like you can't look at a boy band without look at, looking at the marketing behind it. Even today with social media, it all, it's, it's all tied together. Yes. But so Lou Pearlman, he sees how well boys to men have done. He sees how well new kids have done. And he's like, yeah, let's kind of like, I want to do that. I want to, He's like this middle-aged man, okay? And he holds auditions, I think. And I'm trying to remember who was first. I think it was NSYNC was first. So he forms NSYNC. They're not making any money. They don't realize they've signed a contract and they're not making anything. He's taking all their money. Yeah. He does the same thing and creates Backstreet Boys. He almost pits them against each other. Mm-hmm. Takes money from both of them. Lawsuits like crazy. He's still in jail. Um, he did a lot of messed up stuff. Is he? But yeah. <laughs> did you know this was? I did. I did. I, okay. I read a little bit about Lou Pearlman. Okay, continue. Sorry, this He's is he was out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a big reason why, like you know, Insync kind of ended up falling off because, or not Insync, Backstreet Boys, because you know he built up Insync as to be the competitor, and obviously they had Justin Timberlake, so it's going to be bam. <laughs> but it was all marketing and like who, yeah. yeah and it's interesting because something like the beatles and five seconds of summer those were not bands that were built by a machine those were dudes in their garage making music and then just having to be yeah you know just to to degree. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing that's interesting to me is when you start talking about that right you start talking about five sauce and those type of bands the Mm -hmm. line between them and like a green day and the line between them and like those kind of more not i don't want to call green day pop punk because they in the 90s they weren't in the 90s they had different but whatever i think that point holds true where like they're marketed to younger people you know Mm -hmm. they wear the they wear the um eyeliner they're 
you know, they're not sex symbols, but that's like kind of what they are. That's sort of what they're portrayed as. And that's where it gets interesting, because then if you put Green Day in there, then there's a lot of those bands that kind of start to fall away. But do you think it extends that far or no? I think I think, again, it's all it's all marketing. And (laughs) now I'm going to get on this rant, right? Yeah. But so and okay, so Five Sauce is a great example of this. Um, the Jonas Brothers are a great example of this. So Five Sauce totally was a pop punk band and was harder. They have screams in some of their early music, okay? So like they Mm -hmm. were making pop punk music and I think if they hadn't been asked by One Direction to tour with them, they wouldn't have even been lumped in to the boy band group because there's All Time Low, there's the Somerset, there's all sorts of like warped tour bands in that scene mm-hmm. that had the same sound, were not any harder, but because they didn't go on a tour with the biggest boy band in the world and didn't grow an audience that was primarily young women, they weren't labeled like that. So I think a lot of it has to do with the audience and who's listening. Do you, and of you know- course... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say going on tour with One Direction, that was absolutely life changing. And that that's probably why they would never be as big as they are without that, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's, but, like a, it's a sacrifice, but a sacrifice that made them very wealthy. So like, but is it is it a sacrifice? That, that's Cause the thing, because because like Billy, uh, not Billy Joel, Billy Joel Armstrong, he mm-hmm. always is in the news or he was saying that we're not pop punk. We're not pop punk. That's like and there's this stigma around it. And the stigma of a boy mm-hmm. band, I have to imagine, is 10 times worse. So that, that's what gets interesting is like, you know, Five Sauce might have started out with intentions. Like you said, they were screaming. They might have started out with the intentions to kind of compete in that space. They end up mm-hmm. making more money. But at the end of the day, it is, it is that is an interesting thing where, you know, it happens. It happens all the time, like in other industries or i mean we always take it back to sports because we're sports guys where you're the best mm-hmm. your whole life at something then all of a sudden you get to the nba and you're the 12th man you still make two million dollars a year but you're the 12th mm-hmm. man and it's like is that worth it compared to being the star somewhere else so i guess you know we'll, we'll get into it more with you but like being in a band and that thing like i know you can't weigh it for them but where do you weigh kind of success versus staying true to what you want to do Well, see, I don't even, that's a hard question. Because Is it just too personal? Yeah, I think it's like, for me, the dream of being in a band and like me trying to also be realistic. So have you guys heard of the band Monkey? No, I've heard of the Monkeys. Mm-hmm. So Monkey, they're, a, they're a, a, a local ska band from San mm-hmm. Jose. Nice. Um, and, but they are, they've toured the world. Yeah, they they were a huge ska band in the nineties. You guys don't and have still, beef. I you're, we love them. I'll say you're a we ska band from them. San Jose. You don't want to start some beef here. They no, they <laughs> have lifted us up and taught us and like really taken us under their wing. Mm-hmm. Um, a shout out to Monkey. They're the coolest. They do the best live set anyone in the Bay. I'm just saying. Really? Um, they're so out. good. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Um. And people always come out to their shows, like the fan base, like it's real. Mm-hmm. And, but they're like living regular lives, right? They don't have 
so they've gotten in and I think they they all have like other jobs too and but they're doing music they have you know families and lives and it seems like the best of both worlds I'm like I want to I want to be like monkey you know <laughs> just play your play the local tours and well tour the they, world once or twice mm-hmm. but then then play the locals when you're older they still tour the world it's yeah like they're working on their Europe tour um because it, it's it's ska's niche but you yeah. know it's people are into it there yeah that um, niche exists everywhere it's just niche mm-hmm. like no that is interesting because i guess we'll mention it now you are the lead singer of voluntary hazing which is a massive band with an amazing and, name yeah wiz commented on it <laughs> amazing name it is Thank I, got, you. I, got, I, got, I got the sticker right here we got it i'm, I'm repping it but um awesome yeah but i i just saw you guys for the first time what was that a couple months ago that was uh, the first time, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first time, but because of COVID, that's why. I mean, you guys had no, you yeah. only played a couple shows that I was had like the opportunity to go to. Yeah, but we, it was we awesome. First started, we first thank you. Yeah, we first started shows in like late 2019 mm-hmm. as voluntary hazing and not the SJSU Ska Ensemble. Yeah, um, <laughs> our original name. <laughs> we were we started out as a club and became like a a real band, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And so we only did a handful of shows before everything went yeah. haywire in the and world. And it was fun. And I remember having this conversation with you. I remember it very vividly. And it's something that actually stuck with me a little bit because, I mean, the listeners know, but I don't really broadcast anymore. And it's something that I still do it as like a side gig, but it's just not mm-hmm. the same to me. And I remember you saying, because you were like Mrs. Marching Band for the first five years I knew you, right? That's what you did all the time. And it was band camp and it was all the time. That's what you were doing. And it was awesome. And it was cool. And then I remember you one day just being like, yeah, I'm done. And I was like, what? What do you mean you're done? And you're like, no, I'll just get, and you didn't say it like this, but you were basically saying like, I'll get that from performing and I'll get that mm-hmm. from the band and I'll get kind of that creative outlet through there. And that was interesting because I never thought of it as like being that aspect. That is the part that I liked. I always thought it was the sports and it was the pageantry and all that when really it was just the talking into a mic and getting to exchange ideas and talk. And Mm -hmm. so thank you for that. But um, yeah, it's so with voluntary hazing, what I mean, I don't want to ask what the plan is, because that's a crazy question. But you guys have a (laughs) lot of you guys have a lot of members. You have what, 11 Mm -hmm. or 12? What is it? 12, 12, 12 people performing. It's as cool as it sounds was you got to come check out a show one time. It's multiple times, but you got to come check it out. Um, It's a it's a lot of fun. But is it I don't know how to put it, but how how do you balance that? Cause you hear about these, I mean, we're talking boy bands. It's this, especially the, the mm-hmm. egos in the room and all that. Does that just not exist in a band that size? Or is it your guys' marching band background or kind of what, what do you think it makes it work? You know, somehow the stars aligned where things just really worked out where we almost have this factory setup of how we do things. Um, like, so when we're writing music, the way it usually works is so about like half of the band like writes and is part of the right, like writing of the music and that like creative aspect. Like some of our members are kind of, they're like, they are the, our stage presence, you know, and they, the live shows, like that's their thing. Like everyone's part of it. Right. But everyone has their thing that they bring special to the table. So even like when we're writing though, it works out really well because I'll kind of come I am not the music major. I'm the PR major. Yeah. But some of the guys, they're like music theory. They know it all. And it's like, (laughs) 
So I give them like, okay, these are like, this is kind of a voice note of like, okay, this is the melody. Here are the lyrics. I'm the writer. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, wait, we have another writer. So we have two writers. But you, one of us will bring like the lyrics and like an idea of a melody. And then we get into a room and it's like, okay, we have our guys that are like, let's make it not the same basic four chords, Kayla. So then they, you know, kind of switch stuff around. So it's like, okay, now we're making it a little, a little spicier. And then we have our guys who are writing the horn parts. And so they're kind of adding that nuance to it. So we have kind of like two people on each station there. And then we have a guy who's our producer. And then, like I said, we have our dance choreographer. And we have, everyone has their thing. That's um, which so makes many it people. work really well. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how orchestrated though yeah exactly like how did, organized that's oh, it's chaotic yeah <laughs> like i guess scheduling is our hardest thing yeah just because it's scheduling is a nightmare but once we get everyone there in the room it's it's magical it's like it's it literally is like yeah we're not a big band yeah i'm not making any money from it but it's Fun. it's a dream to like have a group of friends and to be able to do this because i never thought I, and they support me and I, I never thought I'd be doing this. So it's just awesome. Yeah. So we're definitely going to get a little bit more into that, but we do need to do a little more on boy bands because okay. boy bands are, are fantastic. We need, we need to give a little bit more love. We've been talking pretty pre nine or pre two thousands here. Then you mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to say another wave cause I don't know enough about that, but you had the boy bands from when I was growing up. Right. And mm-hmm. from when I was, you know, this was when I was a little bit older, but the Jonas Brothers and then after them came a few more. And that's when you kind of get into, you know, with it was in sync had Justin Timberlake who broke off. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, the Jonas Brothers, obviously, they all had, you know, relatively successful individual careers. And then when you not keep all on, of them. not all of them, but a couple. I mean, I like DNCE a lot, but um, you have you have. How does the, how does, what changed with the dynamic, I guess? Because there was a point where it shifted and boy bands like didn't stop being cool, but what did that shift or did we just get older is my question. Cause like you keep living this right. And the bands they're marketed to the same age group. So they kind of stay the same, mm-hmm. but you grow up. So do you think mm-hmm. there is a change in how they're, cause you are the marketing and social media aviation queen, but um, do you think there's a change in how they get, marketed or is it just that the marketing is not for us anymore it i mean that depends because like bts right which they just ended things um but they they are the biggest band in the world right now right Mm -hmm. they are south korea's biggest export they are which is crazy to wrap your head around yeah and they're also targeted to people in their twenties as much as they are to younger girls. So it's hard to say. I mean, I think primarily the targeting is like eight to 15, you know, mm-hmm. but it, I, it's, it all depends. Even Taylor Swift, right. Is somebody who, yeah, she's still reaching tween girls, mm-hmm. but she's also, and, and guys and whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just as much now targeting the people that grew up with her and she's remained relevant and is now doing indie alternative music. So 
you know. Yeah. No, I do. I do respect the reinventing yourself in the music industry because it's, you know, we mentioned like, you know, you, you, you find lightning in a bottle if you're five sauce or five seconds of summer and you find this niche that works for you. And Taylor mm-hmm. Swift had that and she's changed it like four times and she's still amazingly relevant. So I, I, that's, Y'all, that's, yeah, go ahead. You'll see that more with female artists. Like the okay. expectation is you have to keep changing what you do. I mean, compare, compare Taylor Swift to John Mayer, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I was, I mean, into, we got into not an argument, but me and my girlfriend were listening to, uh, we were listening to a John Mayer song the say what you need to say. The end yeah. of that song, he repeats, say what you need to say 26 times in a row. <laughs> that's just the end of the song. Like, that's crazy that, that, that they were sitting in like a writing room or whatever meeting they were in. And they're like 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Not one Keep less, going. not one more. That's perfect. That's hey, he said what he needed to say. <laughs> yeah, 26 times. <laughs> but uh, wow. it's just it, music. My favorite thing about any like art, right, is that there's no right way to do it, which is why it's so funny mm-hmm. when you're like, wow, that person's popular. Interesting. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> but I guess. Is this something that has happened forever where these boy bands have messy breakups and it, or is this like a, so, like a result of social media and a result of the egos in the room or, cause like, I remember the downfall, I feel like of every one of these where it's like, Oh, this, all this happened at once. And now Harry Styles has his own thing and Niall has his own, mm-hmm. and like all these people kind of break apart. Do you think that that, is that like, cause I always look at it and I'm like, you know, eventually you're going to get tired of the people you're with. First of all, if you do all these mm-hmm. things, and if you're always getting compared and I like this person more than that person, you're going to get mm-hmm. some resentment for that person. It's just natural. And then the flip side of that is, well, there's all these people saying I'm better. So I should just make music for them because they like me. Right. So is that, I guess, I don't really know the question here, but just kind of talk about that and where you think, cause they all, like I said, they all have a similar arc and it seems like they all just end in flames. Yeah. So like what happens? Well, that <laughs> i'm gonna be annoying okay yeah i'm gonna let's take it back to marketing okay so the way pop music is marketed with the idea that it's not necessarily gonna last long mm-hmm. most of pop music doesn't right top 40 yeah you're the same few songs are on rotation every hour mm-hmm. pop, top 40 radio and it's like that for a few months and then most of those songs disappear forever. Right. So you're kind of, the idea is it's going to be a hit. It's not that deep, but it's going to be a hit. It's fun. And we're going to milk it Mm -hmm. as much as we can in that short time we have. Yeah. So the idea with boy bands generally being that we are understanding that age 15 is kind of like the key range there. And that they do grow, people do grow up and grow out of it um, until it's time for the nostalgia comeback, which yeah. is a whole nother thing. When, when all those girls um, have kids and then take them, which is what's happening. Yeah, or right even now, just like yeah. when you're grown up and you have that, like, oh, yeah. being an adult and it's like, oh, are we living the glory? Yeah. But anywho, so the idea is that you're going to just, you're going to milk it. You're going to crank as much as you can out of these young men as you possibly can. And they're going to hate you by the end of it, but you're going to make your money. Yeah. 
as you guys laughing there. Yeah, it's true. It's true. (laughs) That was probably a weird way to phrase it, but But it's correct though. It was, it was hilarious. It was perfect. Okay, good, good. Um, so like one direction, if we look at the album cycles, they were releasing an album every year for like five years. Sometimes even an album came out and then the second album came out in less than a year. While touring too. Yeah. Which is even crazier. So like you look at them at the start versus them at the end, they looked haggard. They did not look well, you know. When you're going around the world, you're you go, you go to shows every night, you're doing show, 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 show. Then they were also recording in between all that. So it was just it was and when you're not doing that, you're interviewing, right? They're on every mm-hmm. single radio station, every single TV show, getting asked the same questions over and over and over and over and over again. And then some are propped up more than the others. And then they're all just doing this and yada, yada. It's a lot. And it takes toll on people. And everything about like, you know, like, oh, you know, like almost the cliche, like, wow, you're living the dream until you're not. And you realize how hard it is. Like all of that is escalated when you're that, popular and when the people backing you know that you're like a ticking time bomb and you only have so much time that they're going to make money off of you well and it's it's interesting too because especially now boy band they have to know like they see like justin timberlake and they see guys that you know the harry styles of the world and who's the is nick jonas the or uh, joe jonas the most successful of the jonas brothers who is nick jonas for sure you think nick yeah. by far Nick okay. had a whole like, like choir phase. He made choir music out of nowhere. That was fire <laughs> coming out there. Nick Jonas is like choir music for he had for like you know a three month span. Put out some heat. <laughs> but <laughs> I I feel like if you're in a boy band now, right? I, you have to mm-hmm. see like okay, one or two of us is gonna make it, right? Like it, they're not dumb, right? Like I the, mean, it, it, it's 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 not a ridiculous thing to say because like. Of all the boy bands, I can't, I mean, I can name a few people from like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, but like there's one that really made it, right? Or two that really made it. Do you think that plays into it at all? Because, you know, you're looking at... Backstreet, not so much. But yeah, but you look at like One Direction and who was it that just came out and had that whole thing? Was it Niall? Who was Who was it? No, it's Liam. Liam. The problematic Jake Paul interview. Yeah, 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 that one. And, uh, and like harry styles obviously is i mean one of the most famous people i mean probably mm-hmm. in the world and also side note harry styles is in a movie coming up and i just saw the preview for it it looks fantastic but um it's about very some talented. like yeah it's about some weird like dystopian 1950s community where the whole bunch of rich people went and lived and then oh, the girl yeah, wants to yeah, leave yeah. it looks really good it, it looks like a book i would like to read and there's probably already a book and i should probably read it probably. but um Anyways, back to this. So when you when you look at that, that has to be a part of it, no? Because it, as much as they don't want it to be, it is a competition. Because like this is the thing is you can you can play the whole like oh they're fifteen and they're you know a little older than that usually they're eighteen to twenty one or sixteen to twenty one. They're not mm-hmm. stupid, and that if they are stupid, they have people around them that understand what's going on. Right. So even if even if they don't actually understand the people who are their handlers or whatever you want to call them, they know. And as much as you do catch lightning in a bottle, the reason that, you know, that phrase exists is because it could go away at any second. And I think that's what leads up to all this cutthroat and an interview on the on Logan Paul's podcast where 
he's basically like, yeah, I was the one it was made around. It's like, yeah, but you're not the famous one. So like, I'm sorry. And that sucks. But like what it just, I don't know where that was going, but I just have a lot of thoughts on this. And I feel like it's, it's tried and true. Like, you know, what's going to happen, right? Like, of course, BTS broke up. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that... But they, they were around 10 years. So yeah. Korean boy bands are totally different. That's a K-pop whole, is just we different. could have a whole conversation about that. Cause they get like selected when they're literally like 10 years old or whatever mm. to go to boy band school. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's like, it's like like those like Spanish soccer academies where they pick up like six year olds who are good. Yeah. And they, they like, they choose which ones, like, I forget. I don't, I don't know them all by name, but one of them is like the English speaker. Right. And other ones know other languages because they want to be able to market them in those places. And if like somebody gets too old or like, "Mm," they switch them out. So I don't know. I don't think BTS is all original members. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. BTS army don't come for me, but yeah, that is the worst place on Twitter, by the way. They'll find it, this. They'll no. find this podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> they, they are. They are. It is so much fun. No. <laughs> You're trying to protect BTS, yourself. <laughs> no, no. BTS and airport Twitter came together. Did they? It, yes, it was <laughs> the most fun I've had in so long. Um, that's that's a whole that's a whole. We'll story, get yeah. But, no, yeah, we'll definitely um, get into that. But I, my last question here before we leave is this music right that they make. At the end of the day, it's not very complicated. It's a, like you've been saying, it's a simple formula. It's marketing, and you want to you want to portray yourself in a certain way. How come there's never been, and could there ever be? a co-ed band that appealed like this you think there ever could be a group of like two girls and two guys if you just like took if you plucked two from uh you know a girl group and a boy band and put them together would that ever work yeah i mean, mean that camp rock the movie right <laughs> does that count yeah demi lovato you know kind of co-ed yeah High school musical. i mean there there's been a few <laughs> I mean, those are that's but those are movies, so that's yeah. different from like just a band. True, true. Um, but no, there there've been a few, and that's. I think it's just. I don't, I I knew what I was gonna say. No, I don't. Um, it's all right. It's it's this is honestly a very impressive feat from you because we just know nothing about it, or Wiz knows a little bit. I'm just kind of flying off the seat of my, and just ask, okay. just peppering you with questions that are philosophical oh, about boy good. bands. So uh, I think I, I have to say a lot of it is, I think it's, it's, it's deeper, right? So, and I, I don't, I don't want to leave without talking about this, but like something that kind of threw me off me being, I was, I love five sauce. Okay. I don't know if you could tell, but mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed. Big fan. Um, yeah. Um, something that threw me off was I was watching an interview of theirs years ago and they were talking about how in Japan they had a, they had a really big following there and they were surprised that it was half male, half female. Right. And they were talking about like, yeah, we have male fans, so we should be taken seriously. Like there's just, there's a lot of, if a young girl likes it, it's automatically assumed to be bad. You know, 
some misogyny like, I smell right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, it's there's that's a, but I mean that that's a way bigger conversation. Um but even, you know, comparing bands that didn't have female followings that that you do you guys know Good Charlotte? Yeah. Some of that music is so it's so like they look like these tough guys, right? And mm-hmm. I love Good Charlotte, but like it's such cute, fun, poppy pop punk music <laughs> that rivals on boy bands, you know? Yeah. And but it's just like who were they trying to get listened to them? Who what was their image? And even it sometimes it's too in the like the actual lyrics, like their lyrics weren't as nice to women as boy bands are. A lot of boy band music is supposed to be like a big hug to like a girl who's like not feeling good about herself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, and again, that's all like all goes back to marketing, all back to the bottom line. <laughs> um, it, but it, it does because it's a highly marketed thing. It doesn't really happen organically. Um, but yeah, it just, so much of it is not about the music. It's about everything else. I mean, when One Direction, their second album came out, I remember reading this and I thought it was so crazy. Like they had that song, Live While We're Young on the radio. Mm-hmm. It was at that point in what was it, 2011-ish, 12-ish. And that was kind of when the EDM inspired pop music started to like come into play. They were the only band on the radio with guitars, like in the top 40. It was like the only song with guitars. And people are like, this is rock-driven music. Like, why are they getting so much hate from everyone? And it, it's the poppiest rock song you've ever heard. But it's still just like, who, it's, it's, a, it's about way more than the music. Yeah. So regarding, uh, regarding, you know, everything being way more than music, you know, I always saw boy bands as kind of like, almost like the minor leagues, almost for like, you know, the major league players. You know, they're, they're trying to find stars, right? So do you think yeah. like, fan bases for people like you know like uh like a harry styles or like a justin Timberlake. do you think like they have more loyal and dedicated fans because like they watched them kind of grow out of boy bands compared to someone where you just like follow their career you know because like you know obviously when there's there's a little bit of inherent tension amongst like all members of the boy band and their fans like no he's better no he's better so you think like that's part of the marketing scheme to like you know kind of pit everybody against each other like once the star actually comes out of it, now it's like you're hooked for life. You're like, no, I saw it before y'all saw it. You guys weren't outside for that. Like, do you think that's kind of like a piece of like, you know, the, I guess, kind of the underlying culture of boy bandism, if it's a religion? I think yes and no. Great I think question. yes mm-hmm. to the, yeah, that is a great question. Um, I think I would say no to like them trying to find a star because I think it really mm. is just like we want our money. We don't care if anybody gets big out of it. I think it, it's like you know? organic that it comes. It's just sure. yeah. yeah. But they do a hundred percent try to like give each guy a different personality, right? Because then you mm. have the fans who connect with the, you know the nerdy one. You have fans who connect with you know the mysterious one. You know, and each like you can go through each of these bands and you can attach that personality like there there's a hundred percent a little like you know step one step two like you do that um so that is totally intentional but i think like when these boy bands are made and as they're plowing through boy band life 
they're not thinking about afterwards. I think that just then comes out of <laughs> almost who has survived the craziness mm-hmm. <laughs> who also has more to say. Like, I think that you kind of separate who's, you know, an artist versus just a singer. Cause mm-hmm. like Harry's writing his own music. Right. And he's, his first album was like 70 inspired rock music. And now, now he's doing more the indie pop thing, which is like, we're seeing a lot in pop music, which I am not mad about. Um, but I feel like I've talked like I just listened to boy bands. Like I really, I feel like I'm really more of a <laughs> pop punk indie person. Oh, you but, are. Um, you are a hundred percent. I just remembered those posters on your wall. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I, I love it all. Um, but yeah. And I even feel like one direction is kind of an exception that they're all doing stuff after. And like, it's having at least minor success. Cause I mean, like Harry's like by far the star, right? Yeah. It, but then when he's like rock inspired stuff, but then, and he's truly just talented and an entertainer and expressing himself in a lot of different ways. Cause it's not just that he was being fed these lyrics to sing and he did it right. Mm-hmm. Um, Niall is another one, but he just didn't have like that big personality like Harry did, but he's doing country pop music mm-hmm. and like, he's doing moderately well. Like, and I think he's cool with that. You know, he's like, He's not trying to be the, the big shot, but he's making his money with music. Zane was doing R&B for a while and he left the band, right? Because he was like over it. Um, Louis doing electronic music. I feel like Liam's the one where he got, he had two pop hits and they were not good. And you could tell it again, he's just kind of reading lyrics and it was him trying to be sexy and it wasn't. And it was not, it was, I'm, I'm not a big not a big fan read the room liam read the room yeah come on (laughs) um but yeah so yes and no to your question and also a tangent thrown in there yeah well i think that's gonna wrap up boy bands here shout out to you kayla that was fun it's a good good topic to talk about uh once again kayla Rinelli here make sure you follow what do you want them to follow voluntary oh, hazing follow the band yeah yeah is it just is it voluntary hazing is that what it is on everything at voluntary hazing facebook instagram twitter we just blew up on tiktok that was cool hey how many views um, i follow you on tiktok i haven't even seen it it was the blink 182 cover oh okay it's seventy five thousand views i mean that's not like going viral but we're like what the like yeah. how did that happen my name uh, is Charles michael michaels i'll make sure to like it but um <laughs> but uh <laughs> um so make sure to follow voluntary hazing make sure to follow us to your podcast underscore og um a lot of fun let's get into your aviation queen i I just say that because back in the day i know this is like you know not a great time to bring this up but saudi arabia used to have an aviation prince and i I thought that was such an awesome job and then i I figured that the united states needed needed an aviation queen and I threw social media in there because that's, you know, what you do. But um, anyways, so you work in aviation and social media for aviation. You've done it mm-hmm. for what, like a year and a half? How long have you done it for? A little, like a year and a month. Year and yeah. a month. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the the questions that I have, because, you know, I'm, I'm now going into corporate social media as well. And it's a very different thing from what I've done with sports teams and what I've done with like with the podcast and all that. So are you finding the same thing between like 
running KSJS, running voluntary hazing, running what you're doing now? Like, is all of that, is it, is any of it applicable, like cross applicable or, or what do you view as like oh, the yeah. differences? Oh yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of differences, <laughs> um, but the goal is still, I mean, like with the band, we're just trying to entertain people. Right. Yeah. So I can go on the band account and I did do this going back to yogurt. Right. I was yeah. eating yogurt with a fork. I'm like, this is funny and memorable. So I made a poll on there. I'm like, have you ever eaten yeah. yogurt with a fork? And like, people love that and ate it up and no pun intended. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, it, that was great engagement. All of a sudden I see a little bump in our music, like stupid mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. And then like if I did that on the airport, that'd make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And my boss would be like, what are you doing, Kayla? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you just, you can't be like random, you know, you can't, what, what's that mean with the girl, like in the grocery store, you can't do that, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You just can't do that. Be, but, and also, you know, there's personality more so associated with being in a band, right? Cause people yeah. know us as like, Oh my God, they're those, we are the nerds of the Bay area punk scene. Um, yeah. and you know, people just expect dorky, goofy, Mm-hmm. whatever from us but you know the airport is much more official and yeah. it's it's not it's not a joke it's not funny yeah you know? so going there just to be entertained it's good to entertain but it's also good to inform so just out of curiosity from when you have an idea like hey i want to post this who do you what's that process who do you have to tell what is it what channels does it go through if you want to post like you know, a video, or if you want to post, you know, mm-hmm. not like the obvious, like, oh, it's 4th of July. So make sure you have longer than expected at the airport. Like that stuff has to go out. Like you were saying, there's part of it. That's just informational that needs to go out. But how, what's that process like for something that's more, I mean, voluntary, I guess. Um, I feel this is applicable to really any social media job I've had. Cause I've done also tech mm-hmm. and a local restaurant at this point yeah um that was through an agency i'm still i'm still their top fan are you really <laughs> yeah i still get the top fan badges from i don't know if we can say yes. it but yeah from from them i still get the, I, i'm still their top shout fan shout out and, to that restaurant in los altos <laughs> yeah i've never been there but i like oh, every I one of their it. facebook posts i love it i love it i love it <laughs> chad you're you're a real supporter i, appreciate I got you. you i got you give me those likes um <laughs> No, but it's just kind of in general, you know, you have like a calendar, right? And you have, okay, this is a post that's going to kind of cover this requirement. Like this is a post just for fun. And mm-hmm. then this is a post that's promoting this specific part of our business. And this is a post promoting this. And this is something highlighting this. And this is an employee feature. And this, like you, it's definitely much more than me going and being like, huh, look at this chicken because that's like our mascot for the band right like yeah. i'll see something random i'll be like ah oh, chicken and like, yay that works <laughs> but you can't you can't do that once you're like at an actual organization mm-hmm. um there's planning there's strategy there's being really particular about the analytics and seeing what people are reacting to and engaging with and then creating more content based on that data you have mm-hmm. and then there's you know you usually have at least one person 
your manager reviewing what you're doing before it goes out. Yeah. And you schedule stuff. So it's, it's very different mm-hmm. in that regard. But it's also, you know, something I'm doing as a hobby on the side versus yeah. like a professional job, right? Yeah, we, you're getting paid for one and off. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, like, you know, your job is very serious. You're, you're real professional. You know, you got the blue light glasses on. You got a podcast set up. You know, you're professional. So, you know, obviously, like, social media was originally used as a tool, you know, for, you know, more, I guess... Not lax days ago. You know, it was more for a pleasure originally, but now, you know, it's a lot of people's job. So when you enter that space, you know, how do you keep it light and fun and keep it, you know, whatever content you create? How do you keep it to, like, the true essence of what it is and what people use the app for as opposed to, like, you know, making it, like, real, like, bland and serious, like, you know, like most executives want it to be? How do you, how do you thread that needle? Well, that's... It's interesting that you say that. I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to go back to marketing in the bottom Let's hear it. Line. Let's hear it. <laughs> because, okay. You, here we go. This is, this is what, going back to the band, this is kind of what the, the album we're working on is about to a degree. It's a lot of different things, but it's, it's a concept album because I'm not pretentious enough. Um, but if <laughs> you aren't paying for something, you are the product. Yeah. Whoa. So... Social media, the goal of the people making it, yes, they want you to have fun, but only to the degree that they're making money. So, and now even the goal isn't for you to have fun. I mean, now, now we're getting a little conspiracy, but. Oh, we love the, Okay, okay, great. <laughs> so research has shown that the way that most people like stay connected and engaged with something is when they're angry. So. Oh which is getting into politics and how it's so divisive and how like the algorithms feed you only what you want to see or what you're going to engage with because you're so angry at it because that keeps you on the platform longer because you're engaging and you're doing stuff. And the longer you're on the platform, the more ads they get to show you. Mm -hmm. And sorry, I took this fun question and made it. Oh, no, no, no. You're you're laying a great foundation for what's going to be a fantastic answer. (laughs) perfect okay great thank you for the hype um but it's it's like the goal is to make money off of you so you want to make it fun content so if you're an advertiser if you're these social media companies you want it to be fun because you want people to stay on it you want people to be that because you're making more ad money um from being like from the organizational point of view where you're using this as a tool to reach people it's just like, it's something that maybe your higher ups and people not in marketing and not in social media don't understand because they kind of just think like, if I send this out, people are going to see it and do something with it, right? But it's all, you just, you have to do what you have to do to get people to even, the first people to see it, to do something with it. Because if the first people that, your piece of content is fed to don't interact or do anything. The algorithm dismisses it as this is not important. I'm not going to send it to any more people, especially if you're not paying money for advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they want, they want you to pay for advertising as an Mm -hmm. organization. Right. So it's all, it's all about the money, but as most things are right. It's funny looking back at analytics when you're Mm -hmm. like, this got, you know, say 500 likes in the first hour. 
and then mm-hmm. got none for the six hours after that. You're like, what? How is that like physically possible that that happened? Like that yeah. it just got like shut off or like accounts that you'll see like the whole shadow banning thing or like accounts you'll see with like a hundred thousand followers to get like a thousand views on a video. You're like, yeah, that's just not possible. Continue. But that yeah. that is an interesting like to be on this side of it and see that you're like that. Ah, what mm-hmm. are we doing? Who's pulling? These yeah, strings? It, it changes. <laughs> it changes a lot. Um, but it's kind of like, OK, I know as a marketer, especially for something like travel, right? I need to make this fun and engaging. Otherwise, nobody's going to see it and I'm not doing my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a great creative outlet. I've gotten to do, I've gotten to make a short film, you know, because yeah. like this is kind of goofy and crazy. And if it's crazy enough, people are going to like yeah, be interested and we're going to get those hits, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, you you have to just, I mean, and it's, it's, it's part skill, it's part luck to like have a post do well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's also different from like your personal social media because people see it as an organization and entity, not like, oh, my friend Wiz, I'm going to like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to support my friend. Like it's, it's just a very different, Mm-hmm. Um, process in that regards and like if you depending on who you are like some things you just can't make fun but people are going to engage with it like especially like from the perspective of like uh, you know there's like these civil rights pages and stuff I follow that are doing great work in the community but they're not doing fun posts it's not a fun topic but they're yeah. making sure you know they have content mm-hmm. that's going to grab your attention and then once somebody's attention is grabbed then the algorithms are like let's get it to more people because they yeah. will look at it more and engage with it more and then we'll get more ad money mm-hmm. now i've heard people talk yeah algorithms crazy because unless you're really posting a lot you don't really know what it is like i remember when we were when i was working for a sports team we'd post you know six seven times a week because we'd have games and we'd have events and stuff then you really see like okay like you know how they have the feature where it's like the best suggested time for like when you want to mm-hmm. post something, if you listen to them, they pump it. It's just so funny to me because if you listen to them, you'll get more likes at the beginning because they just puts it in front of it's a whole thing. But I guess um, I want to talk a little bit about trolls because trolls are everywhere online. Um, do you get, can you give us like a ballpark? How many people tweet at an account you run a day? Like, is it, is it a lot? Like how many or how many, how much engagement do you guys get? Not like likes, but comments or messages or anything like that. I mean, it varies. I feel like I don't get a whole bunch of trolls, honestly. <laughs> it, it is mostly people just frustrated with an experience they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's ever been like 10 out of 10. Great time. <laughs> we'll, we'll return <laughs> we'll come back oh i love that um no it's i mean so if somebody's had a really great day you know we love seeing that that is that's um, an interesting thing about being like a commodity too where it's like at the end of the day you know people it's funny because like the the band social media right mm-hmm. or the podcast social media like people will not listen to this if it's not pumped on social media, right? People are still going to use airports if there's no social media. So like that, that's an interesting thing where it kind of gets into like, yeah, like you are still like, you need it. And there's a very good reason for it, but it is interesting. Cause like, you're not, 
you're not, it, it's that, I don't know how to put it into words, but you're not exactly like, it's not necessary in a way. I know that's, that's, that's very rude to say to you, Kayla, and I'm sorry, but like the, the airport would, would not cease to exist without social media, like other things would. And that, that's, what's interesting about it. But I guess my question with trolls, I just want to know, do you have any good stories with trolls? Do you have any, any, any funny things or the things I would think if I was, if I was working in an industry like that would be people like asking when it opens and people who just don't understand how to use the internet and like, are just dumb in that regard. But I don't know if you have any of that either. <laughs> um, it can be anywhere too. Cause you've, you've worked in a, a multitude of places, but um, I yeah. think honestly, we, I get the most trolls for the band. Do you? Um, yeah. People, the, what? Sometimes people are, my favorite, and this has happened. I mean, okay. I'm not the greatest singer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm mediocre. Like I'm working on it. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, I'm not Celine Dion. I'm not trying to be. Shout I'm in a Chucky. ska band. Favorite yeah, teaser. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like, it's, you know, it is what it is. And we're covering a Blink-182 song, okay? Mm-hmm. So this video that did pretty well. It's, so he his vocals, Tom DeLonge, he's, yeah. he's not a superstar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People are going on to this video and they're like, you need to replace your singer. Once you have <laughs> the singer gone, you'll be good. Like, this is so sad. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was only a handful of people, but I was just like, I've, we've had people message the account asking to replace me before that <laughs> happened once. And I was like, excuse me. Like, okay. For local bands, nine times out of 10, the front person is the social media person. Yeah. So I'm just like, you, you're going to commit some sort of mutiny here. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're good. <laughs> my, my bandmates are very supportive. And they're like, no, what are people doing? Like, that's so rude. And so like, why, what, who, who does that? Um, Kind of in a similar vein. This wasn't online, but one time um, we had a guy. No, we didn't have a guy. There was a guy who was trying to impress this girl by saying he was in our band and he never was. But the girl knew somebody in our band was telling us, like, was this guy? And we're like, no. I think that was our peak, that a guy was trying to pretend to be in our band. What a weird That was the best compliment. If a a guy tries to steal your clout to impress a girl, you kind of made it i yeah. think that was our that was that was the peak yeah i think my favorite we had a whole thing but you know how you can block accounts right on any social media mm-hmm. app and then it says block all accounts managed by this person yes. right because if like trolls keep making new accounts we had one of those when i was uh working with the team i was working with and i had a pretty good idea of who it was because something ha- oh, no. happened that day that I was like, uh, this seems pretty familiar. And there was like a trade and like a whole bunch of stuff happened. And then that button came up. It said block all accounts that that were made. And sure enough, I blocked it and it blocked one of our current players. And I was like, ooh, oh. this is tough. I was, like, I was like, do I tell him? Like, what do I have to do? And um, I ended up like, I ended up telling him and I just kind of passed him in the hallway. And the next day I was like, do you have a fun day on uh, Twitter yesterday? 
he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, like put his head down and walked away. And I was like, I know, come on. <laughs> it, was, wow. it was pretty funny though. Cause I just remember like my broadcast partner, we were talking about it and I'm like, I bet you a hundred bucks when I block this, it's going to block him. And then I did it and it did. And he was like, God, that sucks. <laughs> Cause it's like, we like the guy, you know, and like comes back to what we were talking about with boy bands. The people on this team were 17 to 20. So like, they're not exactly, you know, yeah. media trained. But um, I guess we are wrapping up here. We've had you for over an hour. Thank you so much for coming in. It was a lot. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of it's marketing awesome. talk. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> on the way you. out, I have to ask one more question. I have a bunch of questions. Oh. That was loud. I'm I just sorry. have to ask one more. You know, you're in, you're in aviation media. Queen. Are you aware of Ryanair's TikTok? Aviation media queen. Are you aware of the TikTok for Ryanair, the European chief airline? Yes, I am. <laughs> Just yes. give me just give me 30, 30 to 40 seconds on that, please, because it's one of my favorite <laughs> things on the internet. And I just they're having fun and they're they're definitely having a personality. <laughs> and you know, that's like that's their thing. Nobody else can do that now because that's their thing. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with you, Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's yeah. does that. Have you okay? So in airport world, do you do you know about TPA? No. That is the airport the to follow. <laughs> in Tampa TPA. their oh, account Tampa. is yeah so much fun and just kind of like just like kind of unhinged you know so yeah. they're the they're the airport that has claimed the just re- real Florida energy real Florida energy. <laughs> no I wouldn't say that no I'm not gonna say that <laughs> uh, no, nothing tops Duolingo in my opinion oh yeah and Spartans spark notes on twitter for a while was fantastic yeah that was yeah. good too but um yeah radio nothing better make it a comeback yeah radio check i just love the radio i love when like that's like, so bad it's, it's so just bad. so funny when people get dunked on and you're like you just got dunked on by an app like what are you doing <laughs> figure it out guy but um it was like the u.s open the other week just absolutely mm-hmm. like on dk metcalf oh it was crazy but uh, the, like a tennis tournament just ended DK Metcalf's career on Twitter, basically. And we were like, okay, this is, you need to stop whoever intern is posting this. <laughs> this is too much. But I guess, is there like, is there anything from a corporate account that you would, I mean, I guess the word, I, it's not like professional jargon, but like clap back. Is there anything that you would ever, because you do get clicks that way. Like that, that's yeah. undeniably, but if you, if you fail, you look real dumb. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing that's like hard with getting into, getting into fights on the internet about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there... some, been some big fails. Do you guys remember Burger King? Yes. When oh, they yeah. did women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. And then yeah, they had a tweet awesome. under that was like, ha ha JK. It was like, it just went so bad. No, that yeah. was just not it. It was awful. It was, but it was like for women's day. And it was like, we have all these jobs and the core people at the top of it, but it was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but sometimes so those, those ads work better even. Cause like the, the Jenner, Kylie Jenner, the Pepsi ad, probably like the worst oh, ad gosh. ever written. Bro, she solved, has been dead she solved it. Then. It's done. Yeah, but that's like so funny because I remember I remember that ad more than any other ad. (laughs) Like that ad, that ad worked. I remember it, but you know, not for a good reason. But uh, I guess it gets into is all publicity good? We got good publicity, and there's just there's never been a a more false statement than there's no such thing as bad press. There is absolutely bad press. 
Like there's <laughs> there is press that it's yeah. absolutely horrible. That's just not true. Unless you're like Andrew yeah. Tate or someone who just doesn't care about what anyone thinks about them. Like okay. then I guess there's no bad press. Yeah, I just I just was introduced to him for the first oh. time. What oh, a really? wild person. What a guy. Don't so you, you don't even need to give him Okay. Yeah, he he's just so like he's a, like he's he's like an alpha male personality yeah. on the internet. Okay. He's one of those guys. I think Joe Rogan, but very unhinged. Um, oh, he, you know, he, he attracts a lot of people who run like multi-level marketing schemes. They're trying to turn, you know, brick and mortar businesses into online e-commerce. <laughs> You'll probably meet him at like Starbucks. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll talk about Andrew Tate next week, I guess. But no, it's just, it's, it's a specific type of scumbag. But anyways, um, so nice. then going out, I guess, is there one thing that you've done in social media and marketing and all that, that you're most proud of like one post or, cause it's always funny to me when I like make the joke that I think is hilarious or I make mm-hmm. like a post that I really like, and then no one else likes it. But you're like, damn, how did that miss? Like that was, that should have been so good. Is there anything that you've, you've made where that has that sort of sentiment? Um, you know how I was talking about like that short film before? Yeah. It's, I would say that like, and it, it did pretty well. It didn't like, you know, Oh my God, change Mm -hmm. the world. That was the BTS post, but yeah. Yeah, What (laughs) happened there? We never, we never got into that. What happened? Oh, Oh, this is, this is, which by the way, I've watched the short film. Fantastic. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I, I, you know, I, I never thought, cause I studied PR, but then my minor was radio, television, film. Mm -hmm. And the idea was I originally wanted to go like the radio route and then like work at a record label. I was the week before the pandemic, I was just being hired to be like a full-time professional DJ. And then, you know, COVID. Yeah. Um, So that kind of derailed all of that. It all worked out though. Um, In the sense of my career, not for a lot of other things because COVID is awful. Anywho, I'm getting... You had it a couple weeks ago, COVID Survivor. We should have added that uh, after Aviation Social Media Queen. COVID Survivor, Kayla Rinelli. awful. But <laughs> anywho, I, I never thought that, like, I kind of came across this job randomly. Like, I never said to myself, I'm going to work in aviation, right? Yeah. Like, I thought I was going to do entertainment, but that all kind of fell apart. And, you know, I did the tech thing for a year and learned a ton, but it just, like, wasn't my thing. And also they sold the office building and I like, I'm, I can't work from home all the time. I just like, I can't, um, I need to be up and doing stuff and I can't sit still. Um, but I didn't think that, you know, a job for an airport would give me such creative license that I'd be Mm -hmm. able to make short films that I'd be able to use my film, you know, schooling that I'd be able to. I, because I've done radio, like if you go to the parking machine and it says, please take your ticket, like that's me. I've done all the voiceover stuff. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to do media stuff. I've gotten to do the, the big banners on the wall, graphic design. I do the website, you know, like it's given me a chance. Like I'm always on my toes. There's always something crazy happening. It's not crazy, but there's something being at the airport is an adventure every day. Um, and it's just, I just love it. And who would have thought like film school would have come in handy to work in this government position? Like it's mm-hmm. just, it, it has a weird way of working itself out, but I'm very happy where I am now. Yeah. I really, I hate to always bring it back to KSJS, but 
that experience oh. really gets you ready for anything because there's yeah, so I, much going on. I feel like this job is because I did KSJ as social media manager, but also it was a million different things, right? It wasn't yeah. just like I just tweeted. It was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different things. You were posting like, for 11 departments. Like it. it yeah. yeah. But even the internal stuff, you know, yeah. it just um, I felt like I feel like this job is like that job on steroids in a sense that it's just bigger and takes up my whole life and time and not that ksjs didn't take up my whole life Mm -hmm. but it's just like it is it is that job just more responsibilities and a little different um and you know doing ksjs was about learning right so this Mm -hmm. is like putting all that into action that was this is just gonna become a ksjs ad now yeah it was it was such a sponsor great (laughs) (laughs) zero radio yeah um it, but it's like, it, it helped me figure out what I wanted to do. And then I did straight PR for tech and I'm like, no, I'd rather mm-hmm. be doing more of the creative content and stuff that it was before. And now I am like, it's a hundred percent. It, it made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. No, I think that with me, it's like KSJS is kind of a crash course in everything because mm-hmm. you have 45 year olds, you have 18 year olds, you have every socioeconomic, every racial, every background, all kind of thrown into one, all working towards not even a joined goal, just kind of all working under the same roof in like, cause it's all these individual departments that have their individual rules and their individual management structures. And mm-hmm. it was really like going into a, a different company now that I just started. I understand now, like what, you know, the professors there were talking about when they said, this is what meetings are like, like, this is what it is because it really is like a whole bunch of different people talking about things, but we can go about KSJS forever. I love that place. Always will. Um, But yeah. So thank you so much, Kayla. We appreciate it very much. Uh, We'll have to have you back on. We'll talk about something else. I don't know what we could talk about. What else are you an expert in? I mean, I'm not an expert in anything really. Yeah, you are. Come on now. I mean, you have to be marketing. I think you said it like a hundred times, so it's gotta be marketing. (laughs) Like I'll talk to like, anybody about politics whenever i talk to like my family i'm like it's all about the bottom line everything is the bottom line <laughs> money like, anything and everything and but there it's become like a joke that it's like yeah. my phrase my catchphrase is the bottom line <laughs> but it is yeah no it is you'll follow the money you'll you'll find whatever you're looking for if you follow the money but um thank you so much so on the way in we didn't even tell you about this i played what makes you beautiful it's the instrumental, of oh. course, but that's what we heard. What do you want on the way out? You get to pick a boy band song, preferably. What do you want? Putting oh, you on the spot here. Got to get one, though. What are you thinking? Uh, I feel like I talked about Five Sauce so much. It has to be Five Sauce. All right. What song? Um, let's do the one with Screams. Do Wrapped Around Your Finger. <laughs> wrapped Around Your Finger. Got it. Wake them uh, up. <laughs> yeah. Wake them up. It, right it's about you. Santa Cruz, believe it or not. There we go. So where I'm so. currently residing. But um, thank you so much, Kayla. We appreciate it. Make sure to follow Voluntary Hazing on everything. Follow your podcast, underscore OG, on everything as well. We'll get this podcast out to you. Make sure to give us a follow. Stick around for merch. It's coming out soon, and we will get back to you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Goodbye. Ciao, people. Bye. Thank you, guys. <laughs>